listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. This is Aretha Franklin's first number one hit. CBS Records let her go. And it wasn't until she came to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and Rick Hall that this song came about. Ugh. Queen of Soul, recording with a bunch of teenage white kids from Alabama. Magic, pure magic, and a revolution in sound, and the birth of R&B in the 60s. Wow. Joining me now is a man who knows a lot about making a revolution in sound, the great Alan Mask from Sonos. Alan, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Anytime. Thank you for having me, Doc. So what do you think about this connecting the dots of the magical sound in Monday Night Football <laughs> and Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and Sonos. <laughs> well, I think quite finally of it. You know, those are comparisons and you know, parallels that we draw all the time. So you're doing what we do every day. Wow. Well, Alan, first of all, where are you from? Where did you grow up? What your dad do for a living? And how did you wind up in the music business? Yes, sir. That's a good question. So I'm originally from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It's awesome to come after a Howard Cosell segment because I think he's a North Carolina guy. By he is. Family. He grew up yeah. Howard Cohn in North Carolina. He was born. I uh, changed his name to Cosell because his his grandfather was an immigrant from Poland, and to pay respect because they changed uh, the name from to, to Americanize it. He said, "To hell with that. My name's Cosell." Changed his name as an NYU lawyer and wound up as a union lawyer and wound up wow. representing Muhammad Ali and Jackie Robinson. And just like Rick Hall in the South, embracing the black music at the time and creating R&B, it was Howard Cosell embracing Muhammad Ali. He was the first sportscaster to actually call him Muhammad. And when you think about magical sound and revolution – both these guys in two different worlds embracing the African-American culture is what launched their careers. It's very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so, you know, being from North Carolina, originally I'm very familiar with, with the music. And, of course, he is a journalist. I studied journalism at the University of North Carolina. And my parents uh -huh. are actually physicians. And so they're, they're more like you than not. My dad's an anesthesiologist. <laughs> my mom's OBGYN. And so wow. I'm bred in the southeast, mis misplaced on the west coast, some would say. <laughs> so you study what in college how let's hear your journey it's fascinating yeah for sure so i studied journalism and mass communication at the university of north carolina at chapel hill um my first role out of school was actually in finance though it was on wall street and so i was a business reporting major in school and you know hmm. i was also an entrepreneur i started a small company and was really interested in how companies were capitalized and that kind of led me into a early career in private equity and investment banking and then one thing led to another, you know, I, I, my now wife was in San Francisco at the time when I was on Wall Street. And so I went to the West Coast, ended up at Google, was there for a number of years. And that was the beginning of my journey in technology and went through a few startups, was at Airbnb for some time. And for the past three and a half years, I've been down here in Santa Barbara. So about 100 miles north of where you are right now, I'm at Sonos. And so it's been, huh. it's been a good run, a circuitous path, but I'm very grateful to be here. You know, you're a renaissance man, having <laughs> touched base in all these different fields. 
it makes a difference in terms of when you walk in the room, you've got different eyes in your head than all those other folks who've been very unidimensional in terms of what they've done on their career path. You can see through the forest into the actual trees. That's amazing. Um, tell us a little. Yeah, well, thank you. I think uh, we learned it all from Michelangelo. You know, he was a member of three separate guilds. He was a member of the architecture guild, the painting guild, and the sculpture uh, guild. In fact, when he used to go into the, the marble quarries, the way he would designate that this is the stone for him, because he would actually go into the mountain and look for the specific rock he wanted, he would draw three separate circles that interconnected, like a Venn diagram. That was his signature. This is the rock I want. Uh, represent, it kind of looks like the Olympics with the five circles. His were three circles interconnecting. This is my stone because he could see the figure that lied within the stone in the mountain, a Renaissance man in all three fields. Um, you're, you're an art historian too. You, you can, you do it all. <laughs> I try. I try. I'm a sculptor. Um, I tell people I work in stone and bone. Your company though, Alan, is fascinating. Tell us about the birth of this company. Who put it together? Where did the inspiration come from? And teach us a little bit about exactly what does Bluetooth mean? Yeah, for sure. And so, so Sonus is a company that was started in 2002 by, by four founders, including a man named John McFarlane, who was actually involved with bringing me to the company and helped hire me. These guys were rebel surfers, you know, living in Santa Barbara. They had had a successful exit and some previous success in technology ventures and they were looking for their next big thing, like we often do in transition, and they had a lot of software and networking experience, and they thought, you know, hey, we we think the future of music or the future of audio out loud is actually going to be streaming. This is well before, you know, that came to foot, and so they invented Sonos and were a first mover of sorts in terms of being able to help facilitate that and have any song from any source play in any room of your home. I was one of the first customers before, it, you know, you know way back in the early 2000s, and there was something called Rhapsody. I'll never forget trying to figure out what's on Rhapsody, oh, yeah. where oh, you yeah. loaded the specific like genre of songs you wanted to make a playlist. So this was an innovation. Is there, when you have four guys coming together, did one handle the art, one handle the technology, one handle the money? What was the need for all four of these guys? You know, I think early early on in the early days, just like with many ventures, you wear many hats. And, you know, even in my role now as chief of staff at the company, there really is no job that isn't mine. And that was especially mm -hmm. true in the beginning, you know, when there are four mm -hmm. folks at a round table trying to figure out what's next. And so I think everybody kind of did a little bit of everything. You know, the company's mm -hmm. early roots is in hardcore technology. You know, Sonus is a company that's known for a powerful, you know, IP portfolio. And so we're built on a lot of invention, um, which is part of our claim to fame and, and, you know, we're really, a, a, we started off as this wireless, you know, in-home sound system, and we've expanded on since then. You mentioned Bluetooth. We actually just made our first foray into Bluetooth um, a couple launches ago with a product that we have called Sonos Move. And so traditionally, we've been focused on the home, but people are starting to see us branch out beyond the home, um, especially with that first product, which I think you have, the Sonos Move, which has Bluetooth built in. And so we were mm -hmm. innovating back then, and we continue to innovate now, trying to bring brilliant sound to as many spaces as we can. 